Okay, um, here's where we're going to go tonight, just so you know the, the, the format of the evening. Um, I'm going to just look back for a few minutes, just focus on a few things God's done over the last few months, and then we're going to look forwards and specifically focus in on the venue side here, the story, what happened there. And then we've just got various, um, various bits of news, things that we're going to be starting. Um, so a particular issue I'd love to just speak into for five minutes about our church and what I feel God might be wanting to do there. Um, and then some stuff from Christmas and the carol service and hopefully we'll be done by about uh, quarter past nine but at which point whoever wants to can go and visit the kids rooms where we're going to be having our kids work um, I know that Richard especially will be taking kids workers and creche workers down there with him but I, but I guess anyone who wants to have a quick peek um, feel free to go down with those guys and have a look around it's, it's, a, real, it's a, real, a real provision um, I'll tell you the story as we go through. So, okay, so I'm going to start through the first slot and just really uh, look back for a few, uh, a few minutes. I mean, really just to give thanks, first of all, for the evening service, which uh, this time last year was a uh, twinkle in my eye and probably not much more than that. And, um, and then we just started to work it through to get to the Starbucks guys to talk it through. And we just felt faith, this is God, you know. Um, and then took it to some young guys that could um, really just help us to really get the thing motoring. And before we knew it, February the 1st came and we started. Um, for those of you that have never been in the evening, the venue seats 70 people. It's right in the heart of Camden Town. Um, and we were pushing 60 people by the end of last term, which was absolutely amazing. And we've had to order some more chairs. We reckon we can get 90 chairs in there. So it, it may do us for another term. Um, and then, it, so we're looking perhaps at a new evening venue from January. And I think that's just remarkable, to be honest. You know, I mean, it's, it's probably way beyond what we could have asked or imagined, to be honest with you. Um, it's been especially encouraging the kind of people that have been coming along. There's been a real mix. We thought, will it simply be students? In which case, we're happy with that, but actually God had a lot more in mind. I mean, there was one night we had a random 70-year-old and a random 60-year-old that were unconnected turn up. We've had homeless people coming off the streets. We've had, uh, and regularly, that would be, um, we've had people bringing, their, people bringing their friends, which is obviously the main, um, but regularly as well. And uh, it's just always, it's always just felt, man, this, this place is buzzing and there's a lot of potential. Um, I guess if we had the manpower, we could just go to three. We could do, we could do an afternoon and an evening or an evening and a late night um, with the space issue. But I just don't think we've got the manpower to actually make that happen in terms of serving. We would be probably killing people and breaking the law. In terms of, and I would be arrested and sent to pastor's prison. So, uh, you know, uh, we won't do that. But, you know, we're going to But I just think, you know, thank God. He's blessed it. It was a total, I don't know if I told this to you at the time, but I read a, I read a blog on going to multi-services just, just before we made the decision to go. And a blog on it, Wisdom, was eight things need to be in place before you go. Um, we had one out of the eight. Um, <laughs> now, I'm not rejoicing in being a maverick for the sake of it, right? And there was a lot of wisdom on that blog, so I'm not knocking that. But we felt, you know what? God said. And it was a real sense, and this is a window that we need to jump through. We jumped through it, and I felt we just caught a wave. <laughs> Praise God, as simple as that. I've got no other explanation, um, but it's got legs, and you know, I'm just excited about where it's going to go over this next term, and you know, seeing loads of unchurched there, and it's very, very exciting. So it's great. Um, I think we've just seen steady growth and steady health as a church, and I want to give thanks to God for that, because I don't want to presume upon that. Just a steady influx of people, not just in the boom months. The boom months normally are basically end of September, October, November, and then January, February, March are the boom months. But it really hasn't been like that. It's been just a steady growth with some amazing people. 
you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's been brilliant. And also just, uh, it just helped in terms of physically, not loads of issues with physical health. All of our new babies have been born healthy. Praise God for that. It's a risky business, you know, giving birth. But, you know, mums are safe and well, babies are safe and well. And it's just great to see the babies every week, they're a bit bigger, crawling on the floor now, and, you know, eating biscuits that we've all just dropped. It's all good fun. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's like, oh, we're becoming a family church. You know, it's really exciting, treading on babies and stuff. And uh, so we thank God for that. But um, I just, it just feels like, you know, the roots are going down and we're getting established. And it's a beautiful thing that God's doing. And um, great unity in the church. I feel genuinely there's great unity um, and a sense of being together, momentum, all on the same page. Um, and um, I would just always, I always reiterate this. If you're, if you're just sitting there thinking, you know what, I'm not at all. In fact, I've got issues with you. Please come and tell me. I won't bite your head off. Let's, let's work it through like the Bible says, graciously and gently, and we'll get to a good place. But let's guard the unity, yeah? Let's guard it. Let's not take it for granted. Let's keep working at relationships. You know, you may be living with people from the church. Keep working those friendships. Keep, just, just, just keep being proactive in protecting the unity of the Spirit. It's ever so important that we do that, that we exercise our energy on that front. But thank God for that. Um, it's great to, to have seen Lucy and from the evening service come along and give her life to the Lord and just get brilliantly saved, which is so exciting. Um, it's been thrilling to see her grow and develop and God just working through stuff with her. And some of you wouldn't know Karis, but um, towards the end of the summer term, Karis made their commitment to Christ at the evening service and we're just following things up with her. So I'm always nervous to say someone's, you know, saved. I'd, I'd like to see them in the water first and part of the church. I don't, wouldn't want to just, you know, inflate things and make it seem like it's not. But I think you can see God at work in these lives and you know, unchurched and um, just, just, just coming along and God opening eyes and, you know, it's beautiful. So I just want to thank God for that. So that's just a bit of looking back over the last term. Um, looking forward, well, really... We need to talk about this venue. And I want to just tell you the story of how we got to this place and what it's going to mean for us. And I'll pull a few other people in to just help me to tell the story, various elements of it. But I know in many ways this is the venue family meeting, if you like. Um, and so we'll just go for that. Okay, so practically, there's a, I'm going to go for practically, prophetically, and then strategically. About, about a minute on each, so don't panic. Um, <laughs> Practically, we're kind of outgrowing the morning venue. In one sense, we're not. It seats 150. We probably gather with children, on average, I don't know, 70, 80 in the mornings. Now, so that's not outgrowing it. But because the seats are bench seats, it's kind of deceiving, if you know what I mean. You can get three on a five bench seat and it looks full. So it just feels fuller than it is. Now, this is a bit weird and I don't get it, but the perceived wisdom on venues is this, is once a venue appears to be 80% full, it doesn't grow no more. Don't ask me why. I'm sure none of us go to meetings and think, oh, 80% I'm not joining this church. We don't do that. I don't get it, all right? It's the perceived wisdom, though, when you start to feel like you're, it's getting a bit like that, then start looking elsewhere. So it's a practical thing, but the biggest practical thing for me is this, it's the heating. We spent four months last year in bitter cold every Sunday. Um, to the extent, in January, we had to hire heaters from HSS Tool Hire. Um, which didn't work. Well, we didn't. Well, we turned them on, but the ceiling is so high that, that it wasn't. It wasn't until 12:30 that the heat started to touch the top of our heads, and then it was over. So I've spoke. I've worked this through with the caretaker. What can we do? Because there's a main. There's a main hall we looked at. The main hall in the school. We looked at. It. It's not great in terms of condition, but it's big. So we thought we could, can we make this work? The ceilings were about two times as high as the theatre. He said we can get some heaters in, and I thought. 
So they're basically saying the heating really doesn't work. It's not going to get fixed because they're putting the school down in a couple of years. Um, so there's minimal maintenance and upkeep work done on the school, and it, it looks shabby. And we, told, we were told a story by a pupil recently of being, in a, being told to wear their coat to the assembly because the roof was leaking. And I just thought, you know what? I haven't actually got faith to lead you guys into this new venue and pretend to be happy about it. The school, yeah? There's, it just for me, practically, something had to give and um, winter's coming and I knew we had, we had to make this step. So there's a practical element. And then prophetically, you remember Clive, who's part of the church in Islington, visited us earlier in the year and he just said, he just said, you know what, he said, I feel like God's got a faith step for you and, and it, will cause, it will cause you to double in a year. Now, how do you weigh pr prophetic things? He said it and I thought, fine, I'll hold that lightly. Okay? He didn't say what it was, and I didn't know what it was. At this point, I wasn't really thinking venue particularly. I just thought, fine, you know, let God reveal what it is. And um, so just, that was in the morning. In the evening service, Luke Greenway, who wasn't at the morning and didn't hear Clive or anything like that, he, he basically prophesied, you've taken a great step with the evening service, but now I've got another faith step for you. And it just triggered straight away what I'd heard from Clive. And I thought, oh, actually, I need to listen. There is a faith step coming. Still didn't know what it was. So um, really at that point, that was what we had. So practically, this thing isn't working great. Prophetically, something's coming about a faith step, but I didn't really put the two together. Then strategically, leadership team met with Pete Comfort about, I don't know, uh, three or four months ago. And um, Pete Comfort... Yeah, I'm just about to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Comfort leads um, Crown Church in Hillingdon, and he really is the guy who's been coaching me since we started this church well, since before we started it, in terms of church planting. So he's a church planting coach. And he'll come and meet with the leadership team once or twice a year and just throw some cats among the pigeons and ask some questions and, and, and stuff. Anyway, we just got talking. Um, uh, the, the, the time before he met with us, he, he brought up some things that made us make some significant changes in the leadership team, which has been a real blessing. And so there's always something. We don't know what's God going to do this time. And it just came around. And none of us had planned. It wasn't on any agenda, but the whole thing of venue came up. And basically, we just realized, actually, do you know what? Yeah, we really do need to move. We haven't done anything on it. Oh, there was these prophetic words coming about a leap of faith. Oh, maybe. And it was one of those moments where you put two and two together. So at that point, we thought, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's the venue. That's a step of faith. We need to start looking into venues. So at that point, then, we started to look into venues. Over to Foxy, who looked into venues, just to tell you a bit about what we looked at and what we discovered. Well done. Otherwise, they would have just heard me muttering <laughs> comments, comments about your presentation. They would have heard me just saying, oh, dear. Oh, no. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> All right. Hello, testing, testing. What the heck? Hello. Okay. Yeah. So Steph asked me to um, basically look for a morning venue. That was that was it. And um, it was an easy decision. I just decided to choose one with the pub. <laughs> Simple. No, no. Um, the, for some of you, you you're going to find this quite boring because you're not like you don't think this way. I kind of find this kind of thing quite exciting. I like looking for all the statistics and all the capaci capacities of venues and everything. So I was like, let's go for this. Um, I've got over a dozen, a dozen venues that I inquired into in the Camden area, and I actually seriously, serious inquiries. I looked at probably over 20, even nearly 25 different possible venues that might be able to work. Most of them just were, for various reasons, 
just out of the question. There's a few things you need to know about venues, though. Um, particularly venues in London, particularly venues in Camden, the, the first thing is they're very, very, very expensive. Um, seriously expensive. Because to be able to have the kind of venue that we want to have, which um, is one that we can grow into, we're talking a couple of hundred seats with space, floor space for ministry time, teas and coffees and that, really, other than a school, you're looking at corporate business venues. Now, these kind of things, it came to a shocker to me and to the leadership team when we looked into it. So I'll give you a few examples. I've got, if you are in genuinely interested, I can send you a copy of all the different venues I looked at, if you want to, if that's your thing. But I'll give you a few examples. So, um, bear with me because uh, there's quite a lot. London Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we genuinely thought we, London Zoo have got a really good venue, they've got a big um, auditorium and they do functions there. Um, from 9 o'clock in the morning till 12.30, the cost is £1,250. Now he was willing to discount it a little bit, but it was still expensive. Now that, just for half a morning, is the kind of going kind of corporate business prices. So there are quite a few other venues, for example, the British Library down on, by Euston Road. So we look there. But again, that's kind of like seven, eight hundred pounds. But another thing you've got to realize with venues is, is corporate business venues, you, you pay for the, the hall, and then there's a lot of additional costs as well. So you're not just paying seven hundred pounds for half a morning for, a, for the hall space. You've then got to pay a couple of hundred pounds for one room, but then we need a couple of rooms for crash and kids. And then you've also got to pay um, like, I think it's 80p per cup of tea for the British Library. Um, and if you're having teas in the morning and afterwards, it's all just ongoing costs. So we're talking a lot of money. Um, so there are a few venues which we just had to say no straight away on. Um, there's some other classic venues. It would be great to go to somewhere like Coco or Electric Ballroom. I know a few of you, I've got some emails and texts and stuff from people. What about, what about you know, these places? Well. Coco, for example, they've got a full diary until the end of 2010, and I inquired at the beginning of this year. So it's out of the question, as is Electric Ballroom. Um, Electric Ballroom, they've had a, a Sunday market that's been going there from 7 in the morning until 5 p.m. in the afternoon, every Sunday for the last 17 years. So they weren't really willing to budge. Um, <laughs> um, we looked at, I mean, we've looked at so many venues. We've looked at um, Camden Town Hall, which is, again, just south of the Euston, uh, Euston Road border. Um, but we decided that, really, that's not where we're at. It's quite far out. You're starting to feel like you're in central London. Then you get this whole thing, are you a city centre church, or are you church for the city, and how does that affect families, and trying to win locals who can be quite territorial or maybe don't want to venture into the main city and stuff. So we decided to try and keep it as close in the Camden area as possible. Um, I don't know. I've got loads of venues and loads of prices. I mean, there's Cecil Sharp House in Regent's Park, um, which would be a nice venue. But again, just for a, a morning slot, you're talking £600 plus having to pay for teas and coffees and extra rooms, another couple of hundred pounds. So you're already looking at eight, £900 pounds just for just for a, uh, a place which is in the middle of Regent's Park anyway, so it's a bit of a walk. Cut a long story short, everywhere that we looked at, just it was either too expensive, the, the size of the hall wasn't adequate, or maybe there was enough chairs, but there wasn't enough space, or you have to pay for teas and coffees, all these kind of things. Apart from 
this venue, and genuinely, in all of my research and looking around, it's made me come to the conclusion that God really has blessed us immensely with what, we're, what we've got here, because it's, it's still a big faith jump with the, the costing, which I think Steph will go over in a, in a few minutes. Um, but in terms of what we need, it, it, it ticks every, every box. Um, and I couldn't find any other venue in, London, in Camden area which ticked every other box. In fact, most of them only ticked one box out of about three or four. Um, so this is spacious, it's got good kids club, kids facilities. Um, we don't have to pay loads of extra costs um, for all the teas and coffees. We've got it for a good time as well. A lot of these places I've looked into, one of the annoying things is they often go from corporate times, 9 till 12.30, no budge. If you want to go from 9 to 1.30, you have to pay the full day rate. So then you're going from £580 to £1,300 straight away just for an extra hour. And really, you can't, we can't compromise on bringing it back an hour because, if anything, we want to extend an hour. You know what I mean? We want to value fellowship, community, and everything. So that's kind of the, the journey that we've been on, really. Um, I don't know what else to say. If you want to know any more, I've got all the statistics. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Foxy. Yeah, I mean, fair play to him. He worked really hard on this. And um, so then we came to look at London Irish Centre. And um, we pay £250 at the school at the moment a week, just to put it in perspective. Um, so we are on a real bargain bucket at the moment. So we came here and we said, basically, what's the deal? And he showed me this venue, and then he showed me one little room for kids, and he said it's going to cost you £800 a week. You can have it from 9.15 till 1.30, and you can do all your tea and coffee stuff as usual and use the kitchen. I said, okay. I said, uh, I said, really love this room. I love it because it's got air conditioning for the summer, which is also heating for the winter. Um, there's no pillars, so when you're preaching and stuff, you're not trying to crane your neck to make sure everyone can see. Yeah, it's just nice. And, and also, I just think it's nice. It's nicely done without being extravagant. Um, but I said, the rooms, we need more than one room for the kids. It's not going to work. So he got back to me, and he found an, um, he, there's another part of the centre that's not under his management, but he's swung it for us. And basically, it's two really big rooms, one of which partitions so we can even go to three when we get different age groups in the future. And then we tried to knock him down £100 a week. So can you give us that plus these kids' room for 700 He said, yeah. So I feel like... Sorry, I'm really sorry. Where from? The start? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard all the figures so far? Okay, cool. Thank you. I wasn't, yeah. Um, so really, we've, we feel like, do you know what? Um, there's a, a sense of God's blessing in it and favour and provision. Um, so really, there's, there's that. Um, not only that, there's also this thing with St Pancras Way, which we'll hear a little bit more on in a minute with the mums and tots. But it's just been bubbling away, hasn't it? And it's starting to actually take shape now. Obviously, helped out on the estate, bank holiday Sunday. And it's just starting to develop uh, relationships there. But it's three minutes walk from here, literally. Come out, turn left, and keep going, and you're there. You have two to three minutes. So you just think, oh, there's something, I just think there's something going on there in terms of uh, a link with us in the church. And I think if we can learn to reach out to an estate well, then we can learn to reach out to two well. Then we can learn to reach out to three well. Yeah? So I just think there's something there for us to learn as a church. That's great. And then interestingly, right before we launched as a church, Julian Adams prophesied, you will go from one, your first venue to a second venue straight away. And it will kind of be the kind of venue, it kind of looks like it's a, maybe a step too far, maybe a bit too big. Are you ready for something, something like that? He said, but it's God's review in it. 
And interestingly, I'd asked Julian if he could come and spend some time with us this term. And he said, no, I can't see you at all as a church until 2010. I said, fine. And then a few months ago, he rang me. He said, you know what? He said, I can make one weekend. What weekend is it? The weekend we move into here. <laughs> so he's going to be preaching here on that morning, which I think is a beautiful thing. And just there's something prophetic. And you think, yeah, come on, God. So Julian will be with us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It'll be an exciting weekend. So, um, so I just feel like God is in it. Um, um, financially, we'll do some little figures so you can see where we're at. Just a real rough uh, idea for you. Okay, here we go. Uh, can we do the other one, Dave? Is that okay? Towards the new venue. Okay. So this, so the financial year of April 2009 through to March 2010. So that means, because um, we're moving on November the 8th, there'll be 30 weeks at £250 a week, the school, plus 20 weeks here. That comes to £21,500. So this financial year, that's what it will cost us. Now, initially, we'd budgeted 12500 for our morning hall hire because we just assumed we'd be in the school the whole financial year. Obviously, we're not going to be now, so we have a shortfall of £9,000 on the budget. Now, a shortfall of £9,000... I'm lost which, sorry. Over the 12 months, yes, over the 12 months, is £750 per calendar month. Okay? At the moment on our budget, our profit is £703.47 per calendar month over, as an average. That's over the last four months, going on the last four months. So on average, we are, we are £703 in profit a month in, in terms of our income. This new venue will set us back £750. So approximately, we have a shortfall of £50 per calendar month okay, for this financial year. So we are walking that kind of a line. That's where we're at. Um, as things grow, infrastructure, just things like numbers, obviously there's consumables that we have every Sunday morning and Sunday evening, the cost for that goes up. As we just, uh, even little silly little things like photocopies with dates and it's just more and more people and more and more stationary, more and more stuff, money goes up. So things aren't, if we keep growing, obviously the, the expenditure is going to get more and more. But that's really where we're at financially. So what am I saying? Well, some of you, you're on a stretch financially. You, you can't give any more, realistically, with faith. To those of you, I'm not asking you to give any more. I'm asking you to pray that God would send people into the church and just that make all grace abound to us. Okay? But some of you may not be in that place. You may not be on the stretch. I'm going to ask you to go again. I want to ask you to get back before God and go again and up your giving. Otherwise, we can't do it. So I'm very happy to be able to stand before you and do that. If you want to see a detailed breakdown of our finances, we will send you pie charts and all of that, okay? And be able to answer all of your questions. That's totally cool. We want you to absolutely know where all the money goes. But um, that's where we're at. Um, it would be great to have a small office within the next year. Small, small one. One where we can get a couple of desks and enough room for a circle of chairs to pray as leaders and meet for small gatherings. I can only keep doing the loft for so long, I think. It's fine for now, but, you know, I think as we grow, um, it would be great to take on more staff so we can push more forward and do more things. So we're not going to plateau, so I'm always probably going to be, there's always going to be a faith challenge for us. But um, I want to just ask you, please stand with us financially. Please um, get before God and say, Lord, should I give more? Should I, I mean, if you're not giving, please come and see Richard. We'll give you a standing order form and a kiss on the cheek. 
We'll, we'll fill it out for you. We'll do whatever you need to do. If you're not, if you're not gift aiding your money on your UK taxpayer, please fill in the form. We can make 28 pence out of every pound that you give us. We want to do all we can to make this happen. Okay? So any questions on the venue? I'm sure there are. Then we're going to go on to our next thing. Alice. End of March 2010. Yeah, it runs from April to March, the financial year. Yes, absolutely. From the next, the next, it, this will cost us around about 35 grand a year. 700 pounds a week, 51 weeks a year, so that's 35,700 pounds. So it's going to make another jump, so yeah. So this is a step of faith. I hope we do double in a year. <laughs> Suddenly you start hanging on to the second half of the prophecy more than the first, you know, when you take the step. You think, God, we need you to, we need you to do this. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, don't, I feel like I put my hand on my heart and say, look, you know, I feel like we're on a mission together, we're genuinely going somewhere together. You, any, any, any questions or doubts or concerns you have on that realm, please ask, you know. If it's not something you want to ask publicly, come and ask me privately. It's totally fine. We want to be transparent because of that way I feel I can, with integrity, ask you to give. Um, but I would just ask you, please don't be a passenger. Please don't be a taker. More blessed to give them a seed. So please jump on and do what you can, is what I'd ask. Foxy. Yeah, one last thing I was going to say, which I forgot to mention about this venue. Oh. One last thing I was going to say about this venue, which I forgot to mention, um, is for most people who don't live in Camden, if you ask them to, to name a big venue in Camden, they'd say Electric Ballroom or Coco. But genuinely, if you ask someone local to Camden, a local north central London Camden, born and bred person, they would actually say the Irish Centre as one of the main venues because a lot of schools use this venue, a lot of functions happen here. I mean, it's massive in the Irish community. There's a huge Irish population in Camden, um, one of the largest in London, actually. So a lot of local Londoners know this venue. And I think that's quite important because we genuinely want to be a church that are influencing and winning local Londoners. So as far as that, yeah, I don't say more. That makes sense, yeah? Great. It's very true. It's very, very, very well known. Any other questions? Rebecca. It's a cultural centre stroke conference um, venue um, and really it, it's, a, it's a very intriguing place. It really is. So lots of Asian weddings go on here but don't anymore because we're now using it as a church. So they're taking a big hit on that. They, they charge £2,000 per wedding on a Sunday, but now they're not doing that because we're here. So they've had to do their sums as well. But lots of weddings happen here, um, lots of concerts, lots of, there is a, there'll be, when we've got to get out bang on 1.30 because there'll be a dance class coming in, there's a pensioners thing, there's another church that meets in another part of the venue that has got a different entrance on the side street on a Sunday, you name it, it happens here. Yeah, is that, is that it, is that okay? I mean, yeah, there'll be leaflets and stuff in the reception if you want to find out more. Susie. Yeah, what you'll find is if you, go out, if you go out through the corridor there and look on the right, there's lots of photographs of people and lots of the people that have been directors here have been Father so-and-so, you know, the sort of Catholic priests. And um, what I would say is, is I do, I, it's a funny thing, you know, obviously the whole Catholic thing is a kind of a bit of an anomaly, isn't it? But something of, something of Christian value system definitely marks the way this place is run. I would say that. The guy that I have dealings with here is so gracious and yet completely truthful and honest. It's actually been a real delight. 
Um, so I just feel there's just something of a grace on the place as well that I can't explain, but I think, it's, yeah, it's, you know, separate Catholicism from Ireland. You know, how do you do it? Do you know what I mean? It's, but, uh, yeah, I don't know quite to what extent. Yeah. Dave? There will be much less work for setup. I've asked them not to have this stage here, so our band can just be on the carpet, um, and that way I guess we can see the screen. Well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, we may well keep these tables out. I, I mean, there's some practical things. We may well keep these tables out for socialising afterwards. Um, they'll set the chairs up for us. All we have to do is come and set up our tea and coffee, get things going. The kitchen door is literally just there. You can set up some tables along there. Access to the kitchen there's PowerPoints that work and everything. Um, those of you on tea and coffee will know what I'm talking about. And then uh, we have to set up the kids in the crates as well. Um, but other than that, it's a, it's a, it's a much lighter job. Yeah. PA we have to set up, yeah. PA. We'll set up our PA as normal. Sorry, good point, Ed. Yeah. Ollie. Um, do you know, uh, is it 9.30 9.15? 9.15. Well, I think we struggle enough as a church to get here for 10.30, <laughs> to be honest. I just wonder how much faith I would have for saying it now starts at 10, you know. Um, it could become, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think it's a shame that we can only have it till 1.30 and not 2, but I think that's just a compromise we've had to just say, fine. It's one of those things, really. Um, they moved the dance class, had it from 10 till 2, and they moved them so we could come in. So they've, they've done a bit of moving around themselves. So, Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. I think the clock's changing in October. Yeah, yeah. Start early that week. Oh, it was kind of was it was it a fun question? It kind of seemed like one. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, that works well for one week. <laughs> it would be great for that week. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. And then come week two, yeah, it's to do with, yeah, yeah. Dave. Um, about money. Yes. Um, this time last year, you saw the program that said roughly the amount of money the church is, how much the next is. Yeah. Ignore it. That's my phone, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. I, to be honest with you, because what it is, you've got part of the year where we're 50 pounds short a month, and then come April it jumps up massively. Um, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you intelligently, hand on heart, what, it, what that means at the moment. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I think what I'm urging today, if I'm honest, is this. is those of you that have got capacity to give, please I earnestly ask you to do so and not to procrastinate and to please get the thing up and running as soon as possible because we are out on a limb. Okay? Believe in God, feel confident, peaceful, but we're out on a limb. So it is a step of faith. Okay, Ed. Um, I know we can all think of ourselves in that, but just practically, as we really bless the people who run the place, like not not financially. Yeah. I know it's our place a bit of trouble. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I, we will, I think we'll have our welcome people from in the indoors, no one on the outside. 
because no matter how much you try and tell these broken people not to talk to people, they're just too friendly. And uh, so conversations will happen and that's fine, but it needs to happen in, indoors. I think we look after the place. I think we're pleasant to the people that work here and gracious and winsome and, and godly and, and, and that we, um, I think just we're considerate, you know. I think that's probably the bottom line. You know, let's, let, they've got a great relationship with the other church that's been meeting here for years. Wouldn't it be great to have the same testimony here? Who knows how long we're going to be here, but let's make it a good one. That's a good, good, good point, Ed. Just to say as well, um, these golden chairs, not, not that you're on the blue ones, these gold ones, please don't ever put them on the wooden floor because the blue chairs have rubber on the bottom of the legs. The golden chairs don't. This is a dance, like a proper dance floor. So blue chairs on the wood, gold chairs on the carpet. Just remember, Terry told me tonight. Yeah, okay. Joel. They meet on a Sunday, but they meet in a different hall, and they have to get you get in on the side street. So it's a totally different. I, I, I don't know. I've never met them. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, Johnny. Um, just to say, just to clarify, this is just for the morning. I'm sure you're all clear on that, but this is a morning venue. Okay? To hire it for the day is two and a half grand for a whole day. So, cool. Anything else? So, the other church, where they meet in? Are they, is it? It's, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, okay. If we ask someone to come, there's two churches going on. Yeah. They end up with the other one. Yeah, it has happened <laughs> with another church I know that meets near here. Yeah. They, what it is, the way in, well, here's the thing. Meet them and walk with them. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's probably the safest bet. We, we're going to be using the front door. They use an entrance on the side door. It's a different way. It's a different, totally different entrance. So basically, that's the most clear way to do it. And make, just say, we're called Revelation Church. <laughs> Ask Revelation Church when you come. I guess that's the only, yeah, other than that. I'm not going to use the big banner, but we will use the sandwich board. If they let us. <laughs> this one? I don't expect this one to be. I think that one opens from 6.30 every evening. It's open tonight if you want to get a drink afterwards. Anything else? Um, <laughs> is it a good question? Yeah, I just wondered how, like, what are your plans for integration with the uh, morning and evening services? Presumably, people are asking if it comes here, we go over. Yeah. Very good. So, when we first started the evening service, we said to you, if you're going to come, please still come in the morning. Don't just come in the evening unless you know, you're away in the morning and you can't make it, etc., etc. I think we're at the point now where, where we can say, some of you love coming to both. Um, if they're very different meetings, and I can't explain it, but they really are, aren't they? It's not just me, is it? They are, aren't they? They're very different meetings. Um, both a real blessing, but very, very, very different. But what I would say is this. We've done well in terms of attendance in the evening. We've not, I don't think we've done so well in terms of gathering a congregation and building people in. So if I could have some people now that actually say, you know what, I'm there in the evening. I'm, I'm an evening person. And I'm going to commit to not just being there, but connecting and drawing people in and being hospitable and inviting them around, you know, my house a few days later, that to me will be gold dust. Because then we can begin to build something substantial in that evening. It's not just and somewhere where people attend until they get stuck in and then join the morning. Yeah? Which I think I can see a trend of that starting to happen. We want to build something in the, in the evening. So if, if, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, hey, I'll count me in for evening, and I, you know, I may come in the morning if I feel like it sometimes, but evening's my thing, I'm happy with that. 
Just don't all do it. <laughs> but yeah. We won't have joint things. Weekend away, once a year maybe. We won't have joint things because I think that's part of what we have to walk through and just acknowledge there's going to be a cost to... Because, you know, it may be that then... it may Who knows? It may be that there come a point in a year's time we've got to start a congregation in, in the angel in the afternoon. Why not? We just don't know where it's going. So I think at the end of the day we can't over-sentimentalise. Oh, we're never going to... Yeah, it's, we'll have family meetings and... Hopefully there'll just be a crisscross of community. But as we get bigger anyway, even if you just have one meeting, there'll be people that you just don't know. So I think we have to just take that on the chin and keep going forward. So, Louis. That's right. Yeah. It will affect TENS leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, sir. Bible studies, I haven't, we haven't got that far yet. <laughs> okay, I'm now on unknown territory, so I can no longer answer any questions intelligently on this, but we do, it's probably quite apparent that we've got some thinking to do. So we will do some thinking and then answer your questions intelligently. Okay, one more question, Jen. 300. The beauty of it is you can get 60 or 70 in like tonight and it feel okay. Doesn't feel like we're rattling, does it? But you, it's his license for 300, there's 300 chairs, we can do 300. Good, eh? As I said that, I was wondering, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got quite a bit of carpet space there, quite a bit there, and quite a bit there. So I think who, I don't really know. But yeah, yeah. So I think, I think it, yeah. Okay, now listen, we're now going to hand over to, um, to Alina, who's going to fill us in on the mums and tots. So, Lena Sarley. Hold it. Hello. Okay, I'm going to start just by telling you... Um, what God's put on my heart for mums and tots, and then I'll give you some more details. Do I need to shout? Okay. Um, basically, what God's put on my heart for mums and tots is that before I had children, I've got two boys, um, before I had my first one, um, and before I found out I was pregnant, I had a dream that I was in a room full of lots of young mums um, and just telling them the gospel and seeing their lives changed. And I didn't know that I was pregnant. And then a week later, I found out I was pregnant. I didn't know the relevance of this dream. And then Steph and Dave Mance approached me with um, the idea for the mums and tots. Um, and uh, it's been going, it's been sort of being drawn out process and hasn't really been happening. But it is finally happening. And it's on starting the Tuesday that's coming, Tuesday the 22nd. Um, I am very, very excited. The vision for the Mums and Tots is that we want to see, like Steph was saying, the community is St Pancras Way Estate, which is a three-minute walk from here. And um, our vision is to see that community transformed. And I would love to see lots of young, needy mums and broken families just hearing the good news, um, the gospel, and knowing the love of Christ. And what we're going to do is, practically, for those of you who have never seen what a mums and tots group is like, 
it will just be a room full of babies and toddlers, um, hopefully not crying, but laughing and being happy. And um, there will be lots of mums. So unlike crash where mums leave their babies, it's not like that. Um, mums will stay there um, and be playing with their babies, but mostly chatting away to other mums. Um, and that's really what I'm excited about, is building relationships with mums and um, getting to know mums and getting to know their families and then eventually um, building something with that and then eventually they get to know the love of Christ and eventually they become Christians and are added onto Revelation Church. And that's what I'm really excited about seeing. I'm very aware that this is going to be um, lots of work and a challenge and lots of prayer um, but I'm really excited about seeing that. Um, so I'm here to ask for people who are thinking, I am free on a Tuesday morning between 10 to 12, and I don't know what to do with myself. And um, I would love for you to help out with mums and tots. Um, you don't have to be good with babies. I'm not good with babies, besides from with my own children. Um, and actually, what I love is for people to come and build relationships with mums. If you think you're shy and actually you don't like talking to mums, um, then we do need people to come and make tea and coffee and do admin things too, um, do the register um, and just be there. And if you think you're creative and you think actually I'd like to serve, then um, I have lots of fun ideas for doing crafts and things like that with children. So if you want to come along and do that, then that's great. Um, it would be really good to have more helpers. Um, at the moment, we don't have too many. The people that we do have are students, um, and they don't know their timetables. So um, we're just praying for God's favor on that, that people end up um, being free on a Tuesday morning. Um, so whether you are still a student and you think, I don't know my timetable, and you're really up for it, just come and let me know. Um, and we'll just pray that your timetable will allow you to help on a Tuesday morning. Um, you won't be helping every Tuesday morning, so don't think, am I roped into this and doing it every Tuesday? There'll be a rotor, so you can be on for once a month or every other week. Um, yeah, um, any questions? Susie. Okay, and um, we've done surveys in the estate, so we know that there are lots of mums um, and babies around. Um, we don't have exact numbers for how many mums and babies are around, but we've seen lots. And then we've flyered. So um, last week, we flyered all the doors in that estate. Um, and we're just hoping that people will turn up and just praying. So we don't actually have numbers for who's coming, but we just know that there are. And I've got a relationship with two mums in the estate already, and um, they're, they're definitely coming. So we'll go from there. Andy. Uh, Dave Mance told me, but I have mummy brain, I've forgotten. I think it's something like 100 and, does anyone know? 170, I think, um, or something like that, or maybe 200. Um, yes, we would actually love more toys. We're using the crash stuff, um, and um, I bought a few things, um, but our budget isn't very big, so I've only bought a few things that I know are really crucial. So if people are giving things up, and don't need it, and they're good quality that we can use for babies and toddlers, I'll look through them, and if they are useful, I would love them. So. Thank you.
brilliant. It's so great to actually get in this thing off the ground concretely now, isn't it? I mean, it's obviously been in our hearts for probably over a year corporately, but to see it actually start is very exciting. Okay, over to Richard Young. Where is he? Right. I'm going to be speaking briefly about um, FP um, and impact, what it involves. Um, basically, some of you won't know, but some of you will. Um, like there's a few of us within the church that have kind of done uh, what we call FP impact before. Basically, what it is, is it's a year organized by kind of the parent organization to our church. Um, and basically, it's a year out where people volunteer um, to serve a church just for a year. So it's um, completely unpaid. And it's just an opportunity for them to um, serve in a local church and get some basic theological training. Um, and we did, we did Impact last, no, two years ago, um, when we had Andy um, doing it, who just served us um, for the year, just took a year out, wasn't paid or anything, just served the church. And this year, Emma Croom oh. is... Uh, Um, so this year, Emma's, Emma's um, taking a year out just to serve us, um, really, as a church um, in all her different giftings and abilities. Um, so I've just got a few questions that I thought I would ask Emma just to give her a bit of profile um, and just, you know, give her a voice, really, about what she's going to be doing. Um, so Emma, why are you taking a year out to do FP Impact? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law. Um, uh, many of you, well, I don't know how many of you know now, but I was saved about a year ago. And, um, <laughs> and it was very clear, became very clear about six months ago that I really needed to do a lot of learning. And I was looking around at um, Bible courses and various things, and everything was like a degree this, a degree that. And I just thought, I have two degrees already, it's plenty, you know, and uh, Andy actually suggested um, impact to me, and I sort of looked at, looked at Barons, and I thought, maybe this, this, this looks good, theologically, and then I went to Steph, and I said, Steph, would this be useful for the church? And he said yes, and here I am, um, ready to learn. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I hate talking in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, so Emma, um, the, way w the, w the way FB Impact works is normally people are given a project or two just to work on throughout the year. What will you be working on this year? <laughs> well, what it says on my application is that I'll be sorting out Steph. <laughs> <laughs> In practice, what this means is I'll be doing lots of the admin for the church, meetings, organizing events and also lots of student work, so I'll be hopefully connecting lots of people with the CUs, um, even within the church, kind of events, that kind of thing. Cool. Uh, mums and tots, I'll be there every Tuesday. <laughs> Basically, yeah, Emma's going to be serving any which way she can. <laughs> um, normally they're given one project, but Emma's got about three. That's fine. Okay, so <laughs> Emma, although this is a year out for you to serve the church, um, there is, you know, we, we want to support you as a church and get behind you in what you're doing. How can we best support you and, you know, help make the most of this year with you? 
reply to email, please. <laughs> um, if you have any ideas about students connecting people, um, you know, you're doing events and you want the whole church to know, please come and like talk to me if you have ideas about what's going on. And please pray that I'm able to do the best job I can. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, actually, it'd be really good if we just you know, let's let's just pray for Emma now and just give a bit of profile and just you know, yeah, just love her together. Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you for Emma. Lord, we thank you for our willingness to serve uh, us as a community. Lord, as your body, Lord, and we just Lord, we pray, Lord, that Emma would really use this year uh, wonderfully. Lord, we pray that she would learn so much. Lord Jesus, we pray that she would um, grow closer to you, Lord Jesus, and we pray that it would be a real fruitful time, Lord, that she could look back on the year with fond memories, Lord, and see how far you've, you've brought her and us as a church. And Lord, we pray that you would help us as a church, um, support her and look after her, Lord, and give her dinner when she needs dinner and whatever else she needs, Lord. We just pray that you would, uh, you would really help her make the most of this year uh, and help us as we support her in that as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we've got two more, two more things. So the first one is just kind of a, um, I just want to just speak into something about our church life, literally five minutes, and then we're going to look at the carol service. And it's this. As a church, there we've got masses of strengths. So I've written a few of them down. I think our strengths are things like, I think love is, is it's big in the church. It's not just words. There's practical help and stuff that goes on. Hospitality. Homes are opened often, and that's great. I think we're very welcoming church, not, in a, not just in a because we have to kind of way, but literally draw people in really, really well. Um, I think there's some great friendships in the church. It's not just, you know, we serve together, you know, but it's actually we hook up and hang out together and do fun stuff together. I think there's honesty in the church. It's not the kind of church where people turn up and have to put on a face and pretend everything's great if it's not, but we can be honest with one another about how, how we're doing and still feel accepted and loved. There's generosity in the church. Um, people share their belongings, people share their food, people share their money. Um, there's a lot of generosity in the church. Um, and actually, in reference to the giving stuff earlier, let me just say that you're a very generous church. And to be able to do what we can do the size we are is extraordinary. So I want to just affirm you in that. We're a very energetic church. There's a lot of energy in the church, which I love. Um, I mean, just to, I just get so energised being together with you guys, so energised. It's just it's wonderful. And I know from chatting with you, for many of you, it's the same. Um, I think there's lots of creativity in the church, amazing creative gifts and talents that are put, put to use for the kingdom, and there's so, so much more. But there's been so, an area of, of the church life on my heart that I feel we're just perhaps a little bit weaker in and that we need to just work harder on if we're going to grow in the way we need to grow this year. And it's, I feel like in terms of diversity, we're not all that we could be. Now, when I talk about diversity, I'm not just referring to ethnic diversity, although I think the more of that, the better, absolutely. Also in terms of age, and also in terms of, how can I describe it? Most of us are probably from a middle-class background, and not many of us are from a working-class background, and it would be great to have more working-class people in the church. Now, well, you can't, one can't make people... <laughs> Well, <laughs> you lot are so immature. You're so immature. I try and act grown up. I just get shot down in flames. Okay. All right. All right. I won't say one again. All right. Okay. We 
we can't make people of, you know, these various diverse elements come. We, it's obvious that we can't do that. Um, but what can we do? Here's what we can do. Every now and then, people that fit those categories and all kinds of other different diverse categories, because um, we're fairly, we're not totally monocultural, but, you know, there's a big lump of people, isn't there, between a certain age and a similar background. Now, on, on regular Sundays, there are often people who come for the first time who don't fit that category. And I would say my observation is, is that quite often they're floating during tea and coffee. Either because you younger ones don't feel confident going and approach someone who's older and starting a conversation, I can, I can relate to that, or maybe you just feel like I, this, I'll have nothing in common with this person, what if the conversation dries up, and various other fears. But my, my, my plea is this, is that if we don't do it, then we're not going to grow stronger in this area. And I want to ask you, we have certain people in the church, I don't want to name names to embarrass them, but you know they will go and speak to anyone. Don't rely on them. It's unfair. We, we need to be bolder and braver in approaching people that are not like ourselves. You look them in the eye and say, Hi, my, my name's good to have you here. That can be the difference between people joining a church and not. And I want to just plead with you and ask you, please don't just go and speak to those who look like they might have something in common with you. We will grow in strength and diversity as we step out on this. Is that okay? It's not a rebuke, or it, it, you might want to call it a mild correction. Okay, but it's just a little. Come on, let's be let's let's be on that and be aware of that, because I just I, I just feel like if at the end of this, say, if next September, we are not manifestly more con connected to the community, and we are not manifestly more diverse, then I would probably start to think, God, come on, we need something here. You know, I, want, I would love this to be an element that we really grow in as a church this year. Now, to me, there's a sowing and a watering phase in anything. Yeah? So even if what it looks like next year is that those people that do come on a Sunday are being approached and loved, even if they're not joined, I think, no, we're on the right tracks now. Do you know what I mean? We're at least, we're stepping out and we're doing it. Because I think as you step out, God honours it. He does. It's like with witnessing. You step out and witness, that person might not get saved, but what you're part of will be evangelistically successful. Because you just, you, do you know what I mean? You don't always reap where you sow, don't always reap when you sow, but you always reap what you sow. Yeah? So it's like, let's, I just want to ask you guys, let's step out, let's be bold, let's be on the ball on Sundays. Is that okay? Just a quick exhortation. Okay, final thing now um, is the carol service. Esther, do you want to just come up and join me? We're going to just um, do this together. Esther Sharma, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so um, there are so many new faces um, that I can see around. Lots of you will have been at the carol service last year and the year before even. How many people were around the year before, 2007? Wow, not many. That's really encouraging. Last year? More. And uh, still loads of people who haven't been to either. Um, the carol service is a really sort of key um, part of the, the Rev diary, mainly because... Um, it's just such a fantastic and easy way to get our non-believing friends into 
a church environment, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to, um, in a really, really easy, accessible, kind of low-key kind of way. Um, we've had amazing, amazing um, turnouts at previous carol services. We've been, we were in the theatre the last two years, and we've been packed out. Um, the kind of, just to, for those of you who haven't been to a Rev Carol service, the flavour of the thing is that um, it's reasonably tradition, traditional, so it's kind of comfortable enough for, you know, for people that have never, ever been into a church environment. Um, but of course, it has a Rev twist to it, so it's kind of got that little Rev flavour to it. It's not just completely sort of um, your bog-standard traditional carol service. And then we have mulled wine and mince pies um, at the end. Um, we have a short talk in the middle of the service as well, where um, often sort of tying to the Christmas message, whoever's um, speaking will kind of present the gospel as well. So it's just a really, really um, easy, accessible way to bring people along. And it's always been really, really buzzy in the past. It's, it's been fantastic. It's just been really social as well and all the rest of it. Now, um, we've, uh, believe it or not, we've got our carol service coming up again. It's gone so quickly in the last year, but um, it, it's not far away. And um, unlike, because we have, we've got a venue change, unlike previous years, we do have um, a slight, we have had a challenging situation in terms of venue, timings, dates this year. So um, just to give you, sort of fill you in on where we're at with that, We've got the opportunity to um, use the Irish Centre here, which would be absolutely fantastic because it's where we're going to be meeting, um, on the 20th of December at a knockdown rate. I mean, it's normally really, really expensive to hire a venue like this at Christmas time. And we've got the opportunity to hire it for a very, very affordable cost. We need to make a decision by the end of the evening. Is that right? Um, and I guess one of the things, one of the reasons why we just want to kind of talk about it now is to really get a feel for who's going to be around um, to sort of make the thing work. Because it is a big, a big um, task and we have, we have to have quite large teams to pull the thing off. And also, it's just great to have lots of people around, you know, to kind of create that critical mass and that, um, that kind of, you know, um, get the vibe going and all the rest of it. Um, I know lots of students, um, you know, you will have finished quite a few weeks before the 20th of December, but um, we really, really would so love to make, make it work here on the 20th of December. Ah, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Thanks for that. Um, okay, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> changes things um, and um, I've lost my train of thought but but you know we'd really really love to make it work here um, and the other thing about sort of making it a little bit later and the fact that we've got this venue is that we've got we're right in the heart of a, a really residential kind of little pocket um, here and we've got the Camden uh, the St Pancras estate just down the road and we'll have got mums and tots up and running that by then and it'd be fantastic to kind of do a real push with the local community so I think what would be really, really good to know is just kind of a show of hands, just to get a rough idea. Steph, do you want to say something else before we... One short comment. If you've yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we do the vote, just to say, because some of you might be thinking, why don't we just do it the same time we've done it the last two years, which, is which this year would be the 6th of December. It's not available. Why not the 13th? It's not available. All that's available is the 29th of November or the 20th of December. So that's, that's the reason. Okay, so I just want you to know that, because you might be thinking, well, why don't we just, it's worked great in the past on the 6th, I know it has, but we actually just can't 
we can't get it. So that's just wanted to say that. So. Yeah. 5 p.m. as normal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still be in the afternoon. So there's lots of time to set up, and then um, mulled wine afterwards, and um, and then a nice quick set down. So there's opportunity to kind of if you've got mates that come along, all day go to the pub afterwards or hang out or do whatever. Um, It'd be, yeah, it'd be great to just have kind of a, a show of hands, people who think, um, you know, off the top of their heads that they might be around or, or, you know, it's a good chance that you'll be around on the 20th of December. It's on. It's happening. <laughs> That's fantastic. Great. Okay. Um, well, judging from that, I think we can make it work. Um, what I would say is please, please, please put it in your diary now because I know what Christmas gets like and December can just be really busy and there's lots of social things going on. And trust me, the term will fly by before you know it, it will be upon us. So lots of advance warning. The 20th of December, we'll have some really great flyers done in time so you can give to friends. We'll be kind of, you know, really plugging it in the local community. And, um, and I'm sure I'll be approaching some of you to help serve as well. Just to clarify on that, there will be no morning and no evening service on that day, okay? So the whole thing comes together in here for a 5 p.m. service. So we'll have this venue from 1 p.m. to set up. Service starts at 5. We'll finish by about 6, 6 to 6.30-ish, 6 6.15. And then mold wine in here for another hour or so, and then we can set down till 9. It's a massive opportunity. I mean, last year we gathered 180 people to it. I mean, come on, look, we can get fit 300 in here. Why not? Why not? So those of you, you know, we, so we probably do have to just work a little bit hard on the students who may be tempted to go home on Saturday the 19th. So, you know, over this time, just say, no, stick around. Sunday's the big one. And get your mates to stick around. We've really pushed for it. I think this could be a massive climax for the term for us. So is that cool? Okay, I hope you've enjoyed yourself tonight. I hope it's been helpful, beneficial. Obviously, any questions or you think a little bit more you'd like to answer, ask in private, please do so. Um, but Richard's going to, do you know we have to get to the kids' venue from here? Rich, Richard's going to head down to the kids' and creche. If you'd like to see it, it's worth a look, even if you're not involved. It's, involved. it's just nice to see it. It's a very lovely little setup. So please do follow Rich. But if you're not kids' and creche, they're going to have a meeting down there, so don't hang around there for ages. If you want to hang around for a drink at the bar, please do. It's been great having you.